And welcome to That Horrorcast. I'm Mallory Smart. And I'm Dmitry Samarov. In today's episode, we are joined by D.T. Robbins to discuss the 1996 slasher film, Scream. Directed by Wes Craven, Scream does the unspeakable by provoking scares as laughs. The list of movies referenced and satirized in the film is amazingly long, creating the meta-vibe that we have all come to love today. It's an instant self-aware nostalgia flick that reinvented horror after a lull of tired horror films done throughout the later 80s and early 90s. Although the main characters constantly speak about the rules to survive a horror film, they manage to break every single one of them, making it even more surreal and enjoyable, begging the question, is this a true horror film, which we will discuss in a little bit. But before we get into the weird and tangential conversation ahead, let's break down exactly what the plot of Scream is. After an anonymous killer calls and guts two high school lovers, fear rises in a peaceful Californian town, Woodsboro. This isn't the first murder to rock Woodsboro. One year earlier, the main character's mother was allegedly raped and killed in her home. Our main character is Sydney Prescott, played by Nev Campbell. Ironically, she is not top billed in this film. Drew Barrymore is, as she provides one of the greatest prologues to a horror film. Drew Barrymore plays Casey Becker, who dies in the beginning after receiving that anonymous call. She is left gutted and hanging by a tree as a prelude for the horror and style in which the killer moves throughout the film. After that call, fear and rumors rise as to who the killer is. The killer starts killing Sydney's friends and loved ones, taunting her throughout the entire film. And ambitious reporter Gail Weathers, who previously covered the news of Sydney's mother's death, warns that this might actually be the same killer. But Billy Loomis, Sydney's boyfriend, becomes the main suspect. After a night in jail, the police, including an eccentric cop named Dewey, who is the brother of Sid's best friend, they move on to suspect Sydney's father is the true killer. Trying to investigate the murders, Gail follows Sydney and her friends to a party where the real bloodbath begins and the killer, who is now known as Ghostface, is finally unmasked. Hey. Hey. How's it going? Good. We're just waiting for Dimitri to get on here. Okay. Cool. Yeah, this is fun stuff. We're going to bully him just a little bit. <laughs> Perfect. I was originally going to be like, hey, this is going to be called the one where we double team Dimitri. Then I was like, mm, that sounds dirty. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I don't I mean, I'm sure it would have an audience, but I don't you know, if, I don't know if it's the kind of audience we really want. But yeah, I mean, it is a horror movie podcast. It sounds like it'd be terrifying. Well, it's part of the rules, right? If we're going to get into the whole, you know, scream uh, debacle today, there there are hello. rules. Hello, hey. hello. Yo, Dimitri's here. Hello. Welcome to the party. Yeah. Oh, am I late to the party? Am I fashionably late? You're only like thirty seconds late. Oh, okay. You you already you ready to gang up on me? <laughs> well, I was just telling him that I was going to call it the one where we double-teamed Dimitri, but I decided, holy shit, that sounds too pornographic. <laughs> that, it, look, it's, it's appropriate since the guy started in porn movies. You know he started in porn movies, right? Wait, which guy? Wes Craven. Did he really? Yes. See, I'm not even going to cut this out of the intro now. This is perfect. 
Started wow. in porn. Yep. Hell That's yeah. fascinating. Interesting. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> See, well, they kind of. Dimitri prepared for all the negatives. I think. <laughs> Is that a negative? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, de- yeah, it depends. Yeah, it depends how you feel about porn. I guess. Very true. I, I mean, I guess they kind of, in some ways, they paid homage to it in Scream Three, sort of, kind of. But yeah, I, di- I didn't get that far. Uh, oh man, God's honest truth. Did, you got further in <laughs> or, Scream or, than you did in Run, didn't you? At least, please tell me. Oh well, no! I, 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 you know, quote unquote, watched the entire run of Run. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen all fifteen uh, iterations of Scream or however many there are. <laughs> uh, man, well, hopefully, we'll change your mind. No, which one was Run? Is that the one with Sarah Paulson? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I love Sarah Paulson, but that just didn't look. Well, that's good why. That's why Mal- Mallory uh, decided to. To force me to watch it, it's because of Sarah Paulson, but it was turned out it wasn't worth it. Really? Yeah. If you okay. listen to that episode, you'll basically just kind of hear us talking for thirty minutes, and then Dimitri <laughs> challenging me to segue somehow into talking about the movie. Yeah, I was trying <laughs> to get you to talk about. You didn't want to talk about that movie because why would anybody want to talk about that movie? Well, it was. I, I think it, it was a. Pr- covered, I think it was like, a pretty. Eventually. Yeah, pretty good episode considering the movie sucked so bad. <laughs> Sometimes those sure are the best things to talk about. It. Yeah, and that's why I did it sure. so awkwardly. I was like, the ending of this movie was weird, so let's just end the podcast at a very random point. It's <laughs> <laughs> a nice parallel. Yeah. Okay, so I think we should just establish, other than the fact that Wes Craven started in poor movies. <laughs> Good for him. How can you top that? Top that. I, mean, I was going to do the stupid question that we all have to do because it's Scream and it's the 25th anniversary I just re- realized of the movie Scream. What is your favorite <laughs> scary movie? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. I was waiting on it. Oh, man. And we all uh, have to be honest. Okay. Uh, let me think about it. You guys go first. Oh, I was going to do. I was going to pass it, too. No, <laughs> no. You got to say one, at least one. Okay, are are we like? It doesn't have to be Scream. Oh no, it's not. <laughs> it's not <laughs> I love either. Scream. I love Scream. Yeah, I love mine it. isn't either. Um, are we talking like what we consider the best horror film, or just like our go-to comfort horror film? I would say your go-to comfort, because I feel like that's like your favorite, like the one yeah. that you watch over and over. Okay, cool. Then mine is actually a more recent film, and it's I I just love it. When the first time I saw it, it it like it was fun, and it had an interesting yet not necessarily new kind of storyline to it. Um, some of the devices, like the the scare tactics, were pretty similar, but it was I felt like it was done in a really you know uh, really really well way. It's it's a found footage movie, but it's called Hell House LLC. And that is like, that's been my go-to comfort horror movie. I have the other, the the other two sequels, which, eh, but the first one, man, it's just, it's fun. I even got Graham Irvin into, into watching it. Um, but yeah, I, that, that would have to be for the moment, my favorite scary movie. Fuck yeah. Where can I catch that? Uh, it's, I know for sure it's on Shudder, but I'm almost positive it's also on Amazon Prime. So I think you can watch it there as well. That's I, that's where I saw it the first time was on Amazon Prime. 
see, my free trial shutter just expired, so. <laughs> and, and I, yeah, I, I don't do Amazon, so I can't. I'll have to find it elsewhere. I'd never heard of that one. I'll, I'll look it up. It's just like a little, I, I want to say it was 20, maybe 2014, 2015 when it came out, something like that. Um, but it's literally just like one of these little, it's sort of like, uh, Mallory, I think you had mentioned a long time ago, the houses that October built Mm -hmm. where it's like this, uh, company comes around and starts, you know, random horror, uh, haunted houses. And so they do this in this little town called Abaddon and, you know, shit goes weird and as it does in a horror film. Um, but it was just, it was fun. Like I just genuinely enjoyed the scares. I genuinely enjoyed the the characters and I thought the ending was, you know, not too bad. I mean, some of it was a little cheese ball, but you know, that's worse. Like that's, that's just, you know, how some of them are. You can't, you kind of can't help it unless you're, you know, hereditary, in which case there's just, that's just sheer trauma from start (laughs) to finish, you know? All right, Dimitri, your turn. Oh, you don't want to go ahead with me so I can think about it a little more. I'll go. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm actually going to give the same one that uh, Drew Barrymore gives, Halloween. Nice. It's a classic. And it I, is. it's like the first scary movie I actually watched. So that's like why it's my comfort favorite scary movie. And I don't know. I really love the fact that they really made that movie on a shoestring budget. I don't know how much you guys know, but that only took like, I want to say $300,000 to make. And that was pretty cheap at the time. Yeah. And most of the money was actually spent on the camera than on anything else. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. Like, Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't really known back then. I want to say John Carpenter only wanted her once he found out that she was Janet Lee's daughter. And he was like, whoa, slasher movie. Yes. (laughs) Well, and and Tony Curtis's daughter, too. Yeah, but, you know, I don't think John Carpenter gave a fuck about that. (laughs) I mean, he, he didn't seem the type who was like, oh, I'm going to watch Some Like It Hot. That sounds like a great movie to me. Tony Curtis had like a 50-year friggin' movie career. <laughs> I like Tony Curtis. I'm yeah. just saying I don't know if he's John Carpenter's type or was. Oh. <laughs> we'll have to call John up and ask. <laughs> Wait, Does somebody have his handle? Curtis? We can we can DM him. Is he still alive, John Carpenter? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's touring, uh, doing the music, like music... Uh, from his movies, in, he, I think his son works with him. Yeah, he played Italia Hall like a year or two ago. Oh, I would have cool. been insane yeah. to see yeah, that. Yeah, because you know he composes the the music for all those movies. So that was another way that they were able to cut costs on yeah. the movie. Hmm. Yeah, cool. I don't know how much if he's making movies or not, but uh, yeah, he's definitely playing music. It's pretty rad. <coughs> yep. Also, I like in Halloween. And it's a very interesting thing. It obviously has totally changed as the years have gone on. He didn't like blood. Uh, so there wasn't really any true gore. I think only in like one scene you actually see blood. He didn't mm. want Michael Myers to be the, like the gory slasher type, like kind of like uh, Leatherface or anything. Yeah. So I don't know. That's I felt cool. like it was a more classy slasher film. Classy <laughs> slasher. Classy. <laughs> He's a clasher. Very cool. Ooh, I, I like that. We're just going to make that a genre. <laughs> That's great. And also, the only other thing, I like that it sets place in Illinois, although it is so clearly not Illinois. Right. 
Like, there are, like, hills and everything, and I'm just like, that doesn't look like anywhere I've ever been in this state. Makes sense. Yeah, but it's... You uh, don't think California. any of the small, no small towns, uh, like, downstate have hills at all? Like, there's not a single hill in Illinois? There oh, must be a hill somewhere. Have you watched <laughs> Halloween? Like, it looks almost mountainous. And I, I don't... Re- southern I, I didn't notice it. I, I watched it a few months ago. The thing I'm, I... Uh, noticed the last time I watched it is how I mean Michael Myers is just wandering around in the background in like half the scenes you know yeah. <laughs> like like do, doesn't anybody see this guy <laughs> it's kind of funny apparently in <laughs> yeah. the script he wasn't even named Michael Myers at first he yeah. was just named the shape yeah 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 and they actually just found like a random friend and were like, hey, you want to put this mask on? All right. <laughs> now just kind of like step yeah, out a, from these bushes. The please. stretched out William Shatner mask. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So, like, I think it's fun. I like cheesy, cheese ball movies. That's me. Yeah. Otherwise, it will actually scare me. And I don't want to be scared too much. Oh, oh, wait. But your question was, what's your favorite scary movie? So it's not it's really. Yeah, it's not a really scary movie. Okay. I think it scares some people. Yeah. yeah obviously. A kid, a little kid with a knife, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know? That's kind of frightening, yeah. Yeah. I have two children, so I get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I get that. That kind of, that makes sense, though. Like, it's it's going back to the whole classy slasher, clasher thing. Like, it's it's cheesy but not necessarily too cheesy and it's you know it's not like it didn't have the same effect on people as like the exorcist the exorcist freaked people the fuck out you know i think halloween scared people uh i think there was a level of reality to it because it's like this thing of you know go trick-or-treating and then something real happens and it doesn't make fun of itself the way that the franchise we're about to talk to does you know like (laughs) it's the key difference between something like halloween and something like scream you know i think what made halloween so good was its slow pace and the music did a really great job it really likes yeah it's this creeping dread yeah that something horrible is about to happen the entire time yeah yep true so So, see yeah so that's see that that throws a wrench in my uh my thinking because you you don't really mean scary because so I can't I can't talk about Forrest Gump anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I would like to know that Willent left truly, the room and said you're going to talk scary. about Forrest Gump again, aren't you? <laughs> well, every you know it, I'm forced to because we're talking about horror movies, and each time I think of horror, I think of Forrest Gump. <laughs> Jesus Christ. True horror. <laughs> uh, no, but I guess uh, I guess my favorite like horror horror genre movie or a that would favorite. Be the best way to classify it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, I also I also have sort of a problem with the best of like every, you know all this stuff. It, it's all running its own race. You can't really compare yeah. them. But uh, the movie that uh, Mar- Mallory and I uh, are going to talk about. Uh, well, actually, it'll probably have posted before this episode, but uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer is, might be my favorite horror movie. Hmm. Uh, because that movie makes you feel like you're in the room with the guy. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. I mean, I remember seeing that movie. I, was, I think I was still in high school. It played at the movie theater that I worked at. Uh, kind of worked at like an artsy movie theater, kind of like the Music Box in Chicago, but in Boston. And uh, 
the way it was shot, it just made you feel like implicated in what this guy was doing. You know, mm-hmm. like there was no distance. <laughs> uh, what, what's it called? Portrait of a Serial Killer? Henry, Henry, Henry Portrait oh, of Henry a Serial Killer. Okay. I've portrait never seen it. <clears throat> okay, cool. I have to watch it. It's on a lot. Of, yeah, you can find it easily. Uh, yeah. And it's this movie made in the 80s by a Chicago filmmaker named John McNaughton, who I've since become friends with. But uh, Name drop. Yep. <laughs> hey, you know, it happened. There's no avoiding it. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like to the point where, like, when when I was leaving that job at the movie theater, like, they, um, my coworkers got me a Henry T-shirt as like a going away present. Do you still nice. have it? Uh, unfor- it got lost. It got ah. lost on a trip to New York. Oh. Me and my uh, then girlfriend uh, stayed at the Chelsea Hotel, and you know, because of all the rock and roll uh, associations and stuff. Because I was that kind of guy. Uh, I wanted to stay at the Chelsea Hotel because, you Dude, know. Dude, like, I want to see, like, what a young Dimitri looked like. God damn. I'll, I'll send you a picture. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, younger and thinner. But <laughs> beard or no beard? No, no beard. Okay. Not, not at that point. Uh, I, I did try to uh, grow a beard in my 20s, and that was a disaster. I don't think anybody, like, you got to wait till your 30s to grow an, a real beard. It just doesn't grow right for most people until later, yeah. uh, in my opinion. But uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, so I lost it, somehow lost it on this trip to New York. Uh, it was, yeah, it used to be my favorite shirt. If we're going with cliches, I'm just going to say, look at the ex-girlfriend. Yeah. That, you might. We tend to take things, and they tend to be <laughs> T-shirts. Oh, oh. Well, all the but, things but, but to take too. Why? Okay, it's but it's always no. a shirt. All I right, she, tell you. she wasn't an ex yet. Yeah, but <laughs> they eventually find its way into yeah. your stuff. Oh, good. All right, all right. That's a clue. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, yeah, I'll get. She could have thought she was borrowing it at the time. Yeah. Right. I'll, I just I'll get, borrowed it. I'll get all my. I'll get all my forensic gear out of storage. And start, <laughs> restart the Facebook investigation. Yeah. And Facebook stalk her. Yes. Yeah. No, but that would that would involve me joining Facebook, which I would refuse to do. So, but just yeah. for that purpose, just a Facebook stock. Yeah, that's a pretty. And I, I, I hope I hope the hell she's not on Facebook. God, I hope <laughs> she is for you. I mean, I I'll help you if you really need it. I'm all the way in California. I have a few sources that I can reach out and see what we can do. Let's <laughs> yeah. track down this. Let's get your fucking T-shirt, man. This is important. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say. I think like as a gift, someone has to send Demetrius T-shirt. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I, I doubt this T-shirt exists anymore. Uh, it was very limited. I mean, this movie was very talk about low budget. I mean, I know just recently talking uh, to a local reporter who also knew John. Then, you know, John would bum cigarettes off people at that point. You know, like he didn't have anything. And uh, I don't know who made these T-shirts, but I don't think there's many of them. You know, well, I'm on eBay right now. What does it look like? <laughs> It's a black shirt with white uh, white picture of uh, Michael Rooker as Henry. It's Michael Rooker who went on yeah. to do a lot of other stuff. Uh, and does it on- say Henry kind of like parallel next to it? Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh yeah, you you should get that fucking shirt, dude. It's like three hundred dollars on e- on eBay. Is it? Oh, Facebook stock that yeah. See? See? yeah, you need to you need to figure this out, man, because that's that's worth some coin right there, bud. Yeah. You want that? <laughs> you want them, that back, I'm, I'm, man? I'm such a shitty cap. I'm I'm not a good capitalist. 
<laughs> I'm not good at the capitalism. No, screw that. I'm just saying, like, you don't want her to sell it and make money off of it. That's not fair to you. You know what? I actually, yeah, no, she's nice. I think she had a kid later or something, so she probably needs some money more than me. (laughs) (laughs) You might be right. Goddamn, I need college tuition. That's going to sell that T-shirt. Baby needs to go to college. You got to part with my favorite T-shirt. Yeah. That's amazing. 300 bucks. Yeah, that's craziness. If it's the if it's the right shirt, which yeah. from what you're saying looks like it. Well, this is from it's from the '80s, so you know. Yeah. And this movie has been uh, it's been reissued and remastered and blah 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 a million times since then because it's sort of become a whatever cult classic kind of thing. But hmm. I was going to ask if it's all right that that's what I watched. Like, if there's any for, difference between that and what you want to talk about, like there, there's no content changes, right? What do you mean that and what? Like I. Watched a remastered. Re- yeah, yeah. Re- okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. It's the exact same thing. Okay. Uh, so I guess that I guess that would be my pick if you know if you had to corner me. Uh, does that <laughs> does that satisfy you, Mallory? Yes. yes. Is, that, is that satisfactory? All right, cool. Well, th- that, that's the whole point of this is we have to corner each other, ask yeah. all our questions. It's what friends do. That's it. Yeah. I think it is. I hope so. <laughs> okay, so I think the most pressing question is, Dimitri, what's your problem with this movie? <laughs> really? Yeah. You're not gonna, what's your deal, like, dude? <laughs> you're not going to lay out like a three-hour-long, three like, you know, shot-by-shot, shot, uh, like, you know, love letter to, to the Scream franchise before I can, like, say how you're wrong? <laughs> no, no, we want to hear your arguments first so then we can come back at you. Okay, it's well, look, I mean, for me, you know, with any kind of art or, you know, movies, books, whatever, paintings, you know, it's, there's got to be like a, a reality inside, like a, an internal logic. Like the, the characters and it has to be a world that kind of believes in itself. In this movie, it's always just people playing pretend. Like, I don't believe any character in this is doing what they're doing. They're play acting at like modeling other movies, you know, and and then and then randomly people get killed, uh, and I don't know why, and I don't know why I should care. Uh, it, they're you know they're bratty young people. Uh, like I, w- <laughs> I wish that I, you know, I would solve this movie really easily without any franchise murder suicide <laughs> over in five minutes. <laughs> Jesus, Wait, but who's who's doing the murder suicide? That's what I want to know. Like who's 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 suicide? I, that's the who's thing murder? is that I don't care. Like they, gotcha. I, uh, yeah. Dimitri's spin, got like a Jonestown thing happening. Russian roulette. <laughs> you know, you, you spin the bullets in the chambers, and you you know you ch- random randomize it. Now I feel uh, like we're in Squid Game. Oh God, haven't seen that one. Watch it. It's great. So what's the deal? What what is the What's the setup for? I'm not going to watch it, but so you can just tell me what happens in it. <laughs> I don't Spoiler: Everyone dies. Oh, awesome! Good. Almost so it's totally up dies. your alley. Yeah, almost everyone. It's up your alley, man. Yeah. It sounds great. But it seems like the guy at the end is going to try and kill himself again. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, I, you know, I will say, two years after the first Scream came out, Nev Campbell was in a. <clears throat> Far better movie called Wild Things, directed by oh Jesus, much much better movie. Is directed it because of the kiss? 
Yeah. What? No, always. no, because okay. it's directed by, by my pal, John McNaughton, director of Henry Porter of a Serial Killer. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Not because of that, but I do like that movie. Full circle right there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's too early for alcohol, but I think we should take a shot every time Dimitri name drops. <laughs> <laughs> Works. I, I get to do it so rarely that it's fun. Like, this is the one time I can do it. Yeah. Right? That's not really my... Five fans really appreciate it. I know. <laughs> I know. They'll, they'll be thrilled. Be like, God damn, Dimitri's a big deal. Very big deal. <laughs> so, okay. so, so like, okay, let me, so let me get this straight. When you say they're play acting, that's what I want to try and understand. Now, you watched the whole movie, right? Yeah, well, I, I saw it when it came out. <clears throat> I, I tried to watch it uh, when Mallory brought it up, like, a few months ago, like, you know... Uh, scaring me, you know, intimidating me into, like, and threatening me about having an episode about this movie. I tried to get through it again, and, uh, yeah, I watched about half an hour, uh, and I was just completely bored. Uh, like, there was, the stakes are so low, and I so don't care about who did it. Like, the thing of this is, it's sort of like a puzzle, or, tra- you know, like a, like, you're supposed to get excited about figuring out who did it, but who did it never matters to me in a movie, ever. Like, what matters to me is sort of like the setup and the atmosphere, uh, you know, the vibe of it. Like, I don't care who did it. So if I don't care who did it, like, why am I watching this? Like, people making in-jokes about other movies and occasionally dying. You know, like, that's all that happens in these movies. I would right? say that's what makes this movie so interesting is... Right how self-aware it is. And obviously, it's a parody of itself. Wes Craven is actually making a parody of himself because he actually does satire of actually some of his own movies. I mean, if you have that one scene where the principal is like, God damn it, what's Fred. the matter with these kids? And he like looks out at Freddy. He's like, not yeah. you, Freddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that's, uh, I agree with Mallory, I think that's one of the most endearing aspects of the movie is the fact that it is so incredibly self-aware, and up until that point, you didn't have any horror movies like that, where, you know, <clears throat> you had the uh, the supposed innocent final girl mm. that was, uh, you know, just right there from the start, um, and then you had the, uh, the, the, you know, suspect um, boyfriend and the nerdy best friend, I mean, it's almost like you know, horror movies and John, John Hughes films put together with the nerdy best friend and Jamie Kennedy and all that bullshit. But, you know, I, I think, uh, again, breakfast club is a horror movie now. It definitely breakfast club is is. breakfast club is a horror movie. 100%. Just watch it and watch it again. (laughs) You'll see it's a horror movie. That thing is not aged well at all. Jesus. No, No. (laughs) most of his movies have not. No, no, no. They're, they're really bad, uh, on a lot of levels. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, like the thing is, like with 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 Scream is, I don't know. I felt like the fact that they were self aware allowed them to do more than the typical horror film. No, but like, what what did they do that uh, uh, another movie didn't? Well, in what other horror movie do you know that talks about you know creating a um, a killer? I mean, for what motive and so on and so forth. I mean, that was one of the big things. Is like, who is this person? Why are they killing? You know, it wasn't just that there is a killer out there, but why is there a killer out there? Why are they, why are they, 
uh, hunting down Sydney, um, and what do they have to do with Sydney's mom's death? And is there any th- correlation between the two? Like, because there was still the whole debate uh, over whether or not Cotton Weary was even guilty of killing Sid's mom. I'm gonna get really fucking passionate about this, you guys. Um, so <laughs> that's why we're that's why we're doing. This yeah. is why we're here. <laughs> so, but I mean, like that, that that was the thing. That was the beauty of it. Is like, you know. You get into the idea of, okay, motive. You hear that term a few times throughout the movie. What's his motive? What's the motive? What's the motive? And and you didn't hear that outside of, like, detective films, the actual, like, whodunit movies that weren't necessarily horror but were, um, you know, like psychological thrillers or some shit like that. Um, but with this, you, you talked about motive and you talked about it in relation to, you know, horror films and you know, then you also had this sort of um, nod to the fact that it was the 90s and there was this sort of paradigm shift socially and culturally. And, and I don't I don't know a whole lot about this. So maybe it's not the right term to use, but like postmodernism just started coming in. Am I wrong with that, Mallory? I feel like you would. You I would might actually be... call it more metamodernism. Okay. But... Uh, I'm not sure if that's actually really like made itself. It is definitely like self-aware, postmodern, meta. What? But I like how you, when you discussed motives, one of my favorite lines is, "It's the millennium. Motives yes. are incidental." Exactly, and that I think was one of the big, one of the best parts about the movie is like just being cognizant of that. Now, of course, they do because it is a horror movie have a motive because what fucking horror movie doesn't killer doesn't have a motive in some way shape or form um but just the fact that they could acknowledge that you know they were aware of the time that they were living in except for I randy what was his except name? for randy poor fucking randy that guy he should have been Peer the killer pressure. okay i i, I, <laughs> I think pressure. i think i'm understanding even better why exactly i don't like this movie from, from your explanation <laughs> Because Can all I that just stuff. Say one thing though that what? is very important about this movie that of I course. vibe. <laughs> when it comes to slasher movies and mainstream horror movies, which I am well aware that Dimitri does not like, I would say all throughout the eighties, all we had were sequels and prequels. Like mm. slasher and mm. horror kind of died, and then suddenly Scream came and just kind of kickstarted us into a new vibe of horror films and I do think that like when you were saying you don't give a fuck about the motive and you don't care who did it and everything I think Wes Craven was starting to question himself to a certain degree like no, I but feel wait, like he was judging himself wait Mallory you're saying this but you know prior to this he had a huge hit with Nightmare on Elm Street like yeah. in that, that series was a big hit and yeah he had a few years in between that he had like not hit movies you know mm-hmm. some of which are good actually like some of these other movies that he made, like I looked up his uh, his uh, Wikipedia, like there's these weird movies like The People Under the Stairs and Shocker. Like mm-hmm. I like those movies. I watch Shocker. Shocker's fun. <laughs> but really, I mean, his best movie is his first movie, The Last House on the Left. He never did Classic. any better. Mm-hmm. Never did any better than that, I think. I like uh, The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, Hills Have yeah. Eyes is also good. The original, not... Uh, I mean, fuck all these remakes, but yeah. See, um, that's why it would have been great to do an episode on that too. But whatever. No, but this is a like this is a this is a recurring theme. We we, we always talk about that that in all the episodes the the menace of remakes and, and franchises. <laughs> no, but the thing is, yeah, the the 
if you're interested in, in plots and, and things like that, then yes, this is a movie for you. But I don't care about plot, so it doesn't matter to me because there's no... I can't suspend my disbelief at any point watching this thing. I can't enter this world because the world doesn't exist. It's all people and their competing explanations, you know? I don't know. It feels... I guess that's my thing. A scream actually feels most real to me. The only moments where I don't feel, obviously, is when the killer is doing annoying things. He's, he's not a supernatural being like Jason right. or uh-huh. Michael Myers or anything. So every yeah. single time, once you find out that they're just a bunch of fucking teenagers, you're like, seriously, you had to kick the crap out of them. <laughs> yeah. or how, how did he disappear that quickly? Or how did he know that she right. was going to be there. So, but the through line is they, they keep Nev Campbell alive through the whole series, right? She's yeah. one that has to stay alive so they can keep making more of these movies, right? I know. I, I think <laughs> yeah. the whole cast is going to be back for the fifth one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you yeah. excited about that? I don't know. It's going to be like, isn't this the first one that Wes Craven... Well, he's dead. I mean, yeah, that's so what I'm saying. I don't know he's going to have a hard time directing this new one uh, uh, right. unless he has more pull that we know, than we know. Maybe he can do that. I don't know. <laughs> From being the possible these days. Yeah, it is. C- CGI director or <laughs> AI director. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think of like other. Re- I mean, I'm trying to figure out like what makes a good horror movie to Dimitri. I know. That's. I think that's the See, biggest no, but monkey what, wrench you've thrown into my plans, man. Is like yeah. you just no. But what you were, uh, how, I'm sorry. Since we don't know each other, uh, what do I call you? DT is fine. Just man. DT is fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, that's good. But I was gonna, uh, like, just call him Dave, and then I was like, no, DT. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, no, that thing uh, about you said uh, in uh, about wanting to know the motive and like that every, every killer has to have a motive. See, I think the scariest thing is when they don't. Oh, I agree. There's I don't no think they always, no, no, I don't think they always have to have a motive. I think and, nine, and it's sort of like a prerequisite for movies. They just, they do for some reason, writers just almost well, always give well, them a motive. Like, you know, the, the movie I chose as a favorite, Henry, watch that movie. There's no reason that guy's killing. It's be, just because, because mm. he can, you know, because he's a fucking monster. Mm-hmm. And and he can, he can get away with it, you know, and he does get away with it. <laughs> you know? So then, then we're breaking down whether or not the movie is just a good movie or whether the movie is a scary movie. Going back to when we talk about quote scary movies, like sure, what yeah, that no, this is all, yeah, it's all very complicated. I mean, do, <laughs> do do either of you think that Scream is a scary movie? No, no, it's no, not scary not at ever, right? I like, always not see it a, as like an homage to scary movies. Yes. So like in a way, like the the kills are sort of beside the point, aren't they? Like it's sort of like, oh yeah, this is a horror movie, so we got to kill people. After, but it, that's like, not really. It doesn't even matter, right? After the first movie, I don't give a fuck who's dying. It's all right. kind of like I saw it coming, because you don't yeah. get enough time to like get attached to anybody. But <clears throat> right. It, yeah, a lot of them are predictable, and that's why I thought it was interesting. Is because they know it's formulaic. They know, oh, I'm probably next. I want to be in the sequel, I think, is one of the like lines that someone says. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but see, like, yeah, when you say, yeah. when you talk about it that way, and I think, like, this doesn't sound like anything anybody would like. Like, why would you like to be in a fake, like, put on of a put on of a put on? You know, like. Yeah, somehow d- it is a Wouldn't you rather phenomenon. just. Wouldn't you rather have your main character moments? 
<laughs> you stealing my vibes, Dimitri? I, I'm, u- I'm using your power against you. It's, it's jujitsu here. You know, like, well, goddamn. <laughs> you know, I would say, what, what is the best friend's name again? This is how you know I haven't watched it in a while. I was watching Scream uh, 4. Randy? No, the one who's a cheerleader who oh, dies shit. in the uh, garage. The first one. Yeah, in the first one. Um, I don't remember all. I just I just know her as Rose McGowan. That's the only thing I, yeah. I know. That's that's her character's name is Rose McGowan. And I forgot <laughs> where the fuck I'm even going with this. <laughs> like I don't even know what I was gonna say about her. Well, what I, I what I will say is like there there are things about the movie that I find endearing. Just like okay, is it a scary movie? No, but when we talk about like our go-to favorite movies, like what is it about? Like okay, and Scream isn't like my favorite movie, but if I see it, I'm probably gonna watch it. You know what I mean? I think yeah. I watch it like at least once a month when I'm not maybe not that much, but like I watch it enough to know like I watch it a lot. But there's there's things about it that for me just they, they stood out. Like I think one of the things that I've that I've always thought about Scream was. It was so antithetical to what was happening with like that whole like white early 20s, you know, movie TV um, group. Like you had Party of Five and you had friends coming out and all that bullshit. And this was sort of like, let's throw those same people in a really fucked up situation. I did read that. I did read that Courtney Cox specifically auditioned because she wanted to counteract her image as a goody two shoes in Friends. Right. That's why she wanted. That's yeah. why she wanted to be in Scream. Yeah. Interesting. Which makes I mean, sense. Yeah. That's that's something that I really truly like about it is like you you pair that up against like Friends or Party of Five or you know whatever else was going on because like I, as far as like TV shows in the nineties, I mean apart from maybe Seinfeld, they fucking sucked. I wasn't like a huge fan of the nineties films because talk, talk about scary. I, I would I would say that yeah, Party <laughs> that's of actually five, frightening. Party of Five or Friends is scarier than Scream for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dawson's Creek, all that st- shit. Oh yeah, they also but, I mean, play off of Dawson's Creek in the beginning. Yes, bit. absolutely. Yeah. But that was the thing; like, it, it was antithetical to all of that shit that was out there at the time. You know, you just had these, you know, melodramatic white twenty uh, something uh, age people, whatever, um, playing Play teenagers. Yeah, yeah, and it was bullshit. And you know, you look at Scream now, and I can even like. I was really young when the movie came out. I want to say I was like 13, maybe when Scream first came out. I was about to ask, how, how, how old were you when you guys first saw this movie? Uh, did, you, did you see it when it came out? You're probably I not old enough to have seen it I when it came out, I was not old right? enough. No, I yeah, I know DT Mallory wasn't. Oh, okay. I don't hold your DT. Honestly, I don't. I'm, I'm th- I'll be 38 in December, but I don't yeah, remember seeing it. you would have been really it. young, yeah. I don't remember seeing it in theaters, but I'm almost positive, and this could just be like fucking childhood trauma, like pushing shit way down. But <laughs> I, I, I want to say I saw it a couple years later mm-hmm. at like like renting it from Blockbuster or something like that. Sure. I'm almost positive, and but I do remember seeing the next Scream movie in a theater. I do okay. remember I that talk much. About a scary movie. Netflix did a documentary about the last Blockbuster, which oh is yeah, in yeah. Alaska, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and the guy who plays Randy. Is in it. No. <laughs> Have you seen that guy? He looks so fucking haggard. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, you know, age. You know, people they can't help it how they age. But Jesus fucking Christ, man. Sometimes yeah, so you can maybe he. Sometimes you can. <laughs> I think if this, you're smoking uh, and drinking and doing drugs, I don't know his life, but yeah, you know, maybe he was. 
But one no, of the I other didn't fi- see it at a theater. I saw it yeah. in my brother's bedroom from VHS, right. and we were both not supposed to be watching it because we were like under thirteen. <laughs> right. Yep. So that sounds right. Yeah, the way that you see one of these movies for the first time plays a huge part in what it means to you. So yeah. you, you guys were both kids, both teenagers, older or younger, so when you saw it. So there's a nostalgia aspect, definitely. Mm. Right. Oh, for sure. And, and I saw it in the theater when I was 25 or 26. Oh, in your douchebag mode. Got you. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, pretentiousness <ouch>. peaked. <laughs> hey, we've oh, all done man. it. Yeah. The, the, pretentiousness, the pretentiousness here has not abated. It's only, it, only, it just keeps <laughs> rising and rising. At least you're honest about it. The pretentiousness will never, will never, never go away. Uh, I'm absolutely, uh, you know, for, for movies and art, I'm an unabashed snob, and I proudly so. Total snob I, about stuff like no, this. that's fair. Everybody's <laughs> allowed to be a snob about he one writes thing. Writes reviews for some pretty cool places. Oh, cool! I have a book of uh, poems. I'll send you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> They're fucking I, I, deep. He's gonna. He'll hit nice. you hard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you just wait till you get to my stussy poem. It's cool though. Like um, I am uh, the Chicago Reader is about to let me review movies again, which is pretty cool. I haven't done that for a while, so I'm pretty not excited for about the that. <clears throat> what? <laughs> <laughs> most oh, of my I reviews do. are really nice, actually. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm it's all mostly answer. positive. Yeah. yeah, mostly positive. I would say you brought a nice write up about me, so I there's, did. There's a nice aspect uh, to Dimitri. That's no, uh, th- this is the thing, though. Is yeah, yeah, with writing, you know, there, there's that whole thing about punching down. You don't, you know, you don't want to talk shit about somebody that's working hard to, you know, make it. Right. There's no reason for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. So I, I, I usually take care not to write about stuff I'm not going to care about anyways, and I don't write about blockbusters or like, you know, I'm not going to review like a, you know, a Tom Clancy novel or so, or like a Stephen <laughs> King novel. I'm right. just not. So. Yeah. Uh, That's fair. Damn, you know what I mean. Going as Beverly from the Losers Club for Halloween. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's the only what's, thing we can think what's, of. But yeah. What's Losers Club? It's from It. It. Stephen oh. King's It. Oh man. Talk I'm going as sh- the adult version, <laughs> clearly. <but> yeah. <laughs> Talk about a not scary and boring movie. <laughs> That's just a fun, like those are fun movies again. Yeah. Well, the first one, I mean, the second one was okay, but the first one was definitely much more fun. Yeah, but I did not, the, I did not have fun watching that movie. <laughs> I'm shocked really? you even gave it a chance. <clears throat> I tried. You know why? Because I, I actually, I like clowns. I actually mm. like them. Uh, I think they're interesting, but uh, it's, he's on screen way, way too much, way too much. He's in every scene. That what, what's his name? The Pennywise. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So he's just hanging out there. It's like, well, I'm really sick of looking at you, and you're not scary, and go away. You know, like <laughs> that's fair. I, you I know, had the only a traumatic clown experience. Yeah, I was like three years old, and I don't know if I've ever like spoken about it a lot, but my dad like ran like three McDonald's when I was Ooh. a kid, <clears throat> and he got the original Ronald McDonald to be at my birthday party. Nice. And it scared the fuck out of me. Oh, so you have that the, sounds frightening. Yeah. What's that? There's a name for it. The, the fear of clowns. Yeah. There's a word for it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but like seriously, I <laughs> there just is. have vivid memories of hiding under my sink and my parents being like, "Fuck, how did she fit there?" And two, get out. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh yeah, man. I, yeah, I love them. <laughs> I, th- I think they get a bad rap, and 
I was afraid of them and people with red hair. I'm not even shitting you. And you're still talking to me, Mallory? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my, my brother God. took, like, a redhead to prom, and I ran for hell. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. I was under five. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping just a little bit. You were just this 13-year-old just, like, screaming bloody murder when you saw a ginger walk in the room. <laughs> like, what the is this no one wow. of my best friends is a ginger so yeah i'm fine with your, your kind now <laughs> well that's your a relief kind. thank you <laughs> we, we thank you i'll i'll bring this up at the next <laughs> board meeting yeah i'll i'll, I'll let them know that mallory's okay with us now <laughs> yeah no more kick a ginger day <laughs> oh my god that's terrible Don't you what was the south park that was a joke one of the I most politically in- incorrect shows that well that, that was their well. special that's their specialty though yeah. oh that's right that was that uh and then there was that one ginger kid on youtube that made like this whole big video about oh, like really? gingers do have souls oh yeah. wow <laughs> do you remember that <laughs> I do. <laughs> that was great. Oh, he just and then oh, there was that one fucking group there where they took things like that and turned them into like full on songs. Oh, they just like did a remix of his little YouTube rant, and it was like it slapped. It was fucking good. Like I it was the really YouTube really good. Of like weird songs. Do you remember emo kid? Um, sorry, I, I kind of missed. I, I got I aged out right before like the emo phase really like took. Um, uh, I still don't off. really, I don't understand what, in terms of music, I think it's really nebulous that the emo label, like a lot of these labels, it covers so many different kinds of bands mm-hmm. that it's, it's sort of, it's just like saying hipster means nothing, it's you know? It's a very umbrella yeah. term when hipster, it comes to Hipster is a, is a way you insult somebody that likes stuff that you don't like, you know, <laughs> basically. Yeah. called that a lot, Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, I remember that in my uh, latter days when I was still driving a cab. In Lincoln Park in the yuppie neighborhood in Wrigleyville, like they would talk about hipsters the way you would say it was definitely an insult. It was like calling somebody a shithead or, a, you know, the way they would say hipster, the, the sound of it, it was an insult. And that's when I realized, like, well, this, this is meaningless, you know. How do they say it? Like, what, what was the inflection? Fucking hipsters, you know, like. In, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, and it was always some bro, you know. Of that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, probably a year or two later, they were all wearing fedoras. So you know, like awesome. oh God, the bros. The it's when, era. yeah, the fedora. Mm. You know, the swingers and all that shit. Uh, that movie was so horrible. <laughs> Only time I ever got called a hipster was uh, when I would shave my beard, I, and I swear to God, I've really. Like, I've literally, yeah, no, but yeah, I don't versus. know. Well, I think it was like because I used to be into like salvage denim and shit like that. So like ah. when that was like a whole thing, I was, you know, I, I wasted my money on shit like that. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, when I would shave my beard, everyone, uh, not everyone, but a lot of people would be like, you look like Brian Cranston hipster or hipster Brian Cranston. Oh, God. It was the weirdest fucking thing. Like I remember being in Target once with my kids And I had just shaved my beard that day and I was walking to the frozen aisle to get um, ice cream for us. And this, but you this, were also you were also selling meth to somebody while you. Were oh yeah, no, absolutely. That, yeah. That's the whole reason I was there. So yeah. I'm walking in the aisle, and this this couple walks by, and I literally hear her lean over to her, her boyfriend or husband or whatever he was, uh-huh. and she goes, "Oh my god, that guy was like a hipster version of Brian Cranston." I was like, yeah. "What the fuck, dude?" So yeah, that was uh, that's. But that's see, been, yeah, hipster has become like this uh, way of uh, you know smearing somebody or like insulting mm-hmm. them. 
which, but in, in a vague way that doesn't really mean anything, you know what I mean? And then suddenly everyone actually really wanted to own it, if you recall. Like with Really? The, when, when was that? I'd say, like, want to say, like, the, I'm not sure what to call this era. It's not the aughts. Do we call them the tens? I'd say the tens, oh, yeah. Like it was yeah. definitely, like, oh, early yeah. to mid tens, everyone started really like they leaning it. into it. Yeah. yeah, very much so. Wow. Oh, I wanted to ask, oh, yeah. I'm, not to change a subject, but I wanted to go back to this. because There is no changing way. subject because we don't, don't really have there a subject. There is no subject. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Great. Scream, but we'll come back to it occasionally. Pop in and out. Scream? Awesome. What, okay. What's that? We're like what is face. We appear what are, Scream. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> randomly. And then we do it only over the phone. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I, what are okay, you even doing th- with the cellular phone, son? <laughs> what are you doing? Everybody has one. <laughs> oh my God! It's the '90s. Uh, isn't that what he said? It's the '90s. Everybody has one, something like that. Like Jesus that. Christ! Uh, but okay, so Dimitri, you were talking about like seeing a, a movie in the theater and how like that definitely changes the way you view the the movie. And I, I remember oh, sure. like, yeah, I remember. And and again, you were probably older than I was because I mean, this was after Scream came out. But I remember actually genuinely being freaked out by this, seeing it in the theater. I saw Blair Witch Project in the theaters. Mm. And that one freaked me the fuck it out did? because okay. I was four. No, I was fifteen at the time when really? that movie came out. It, it's that movie scared you. It did oh. only because it was the marketing. I didn't. I mean, remember marketing's this was, ama- the, the most amazing marketing campaign ever of any movie. I would say uh, exactly, that but and Exorcist, very equal. Yeah, in height. but I, see, I was so disappointed by that movie. I thought it was such a bait and switch. Well, like, keep keep in mind, I was 15 years old, yeah. living in like bumfuck Egypt, uh, uh, Mississippi. There was uh, no internet that we went to. Like, yeah. I didn't have a cell phone. So, like, right. the way this movie that I saw it was marketed, and the dumb rednecks around me all you know preaching about it was yeah. that it was real, and like this oh, was yeah, an yeah. actual documentary. So, like, I went into the theater being like, "Oh shit, this is I've never seen a documentary before. Let's see a documentary." Yeah. And so, like, that's I, awesome. But well, you were the ideal audience for that movie. You yeah, were like, exactly. I was absolutely. a dumb kid. But it was like it scared the shit out of me. And it was it wasn't until after where I was like, okay, no, it's not real. But holy shit, that's fucking freaky. You well, know? See, to me, yeah, but and to me, that movie, like, the only thing that scared me or didn't scare me, but like the the shaky cam gave me a headache. Uh, yeah, I get motion sickness. Oh yeah, I got yeah. motion sickness from it because I have I have that, but. uh it just seemed like a dumb student movie to me. Like I was really annoyed by that movie. Wasn't I remember it originally supposed to be, or it kind it, of was, but like yeah. it was also very, very low budget. But whoever, whoever invented that uh, marketing campaign is just a fucking genius. Yeah, yeah. They I mean, definitely like, did a good ama- job. The buildup was amazing. Uh, yeah, that the product itself, the no. Yeah, definitely. The only thing that scared me in that movie, um, one were the. What are, I don't even know what the creepy little witch things, like, uh, they weren't crosses, whatever the figure things that they, like, would yeah. wake up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That creeped me out, because I was like, ooh, it's so occultish shit. And I'd have to say, I was much younger than all of you when I saw it. It wasn't in theaters, but I eventually yeah. saw it. But yeah. then the only thing that really scared me was the end, just seeing him, like, mm. staring at the corner. Mm-hmm. Was, I think... Then they just, like, cut, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was scary also about that movie was that you didn't see the witch. You didn't see 
anything yeah. really. And that's that's also really frightening because when, when you're talking about a movie like Scream where the killer is present, it's and, and going back to like the difference between, you know, Halloween versus the extra uh, the exorcist like how, you know, Halloween still scared people because there was a very real element to it like you were saying Dimitri like you know, that's what was scary about Blair Witch to me is because you don't see the thing you're fighting against so you don't yeah. know how to fight like, it whereas you know, that's fucking Ghostface. You can. Yeah, that that's the big bummer about Blair Witch for me. Conceptually, like on paper, that movie should have been amazing. But right. then I watched it and it just looked like a shitty student movie. Like, but mm-hmm. the, what it was trying to do, I was really into. And yeah, I love that you don't know the killer. Like, yeah, that's some of the the better ones for me. Like, like ones like It Follows. You know, you don't mm-hmm. you don't see any killer. You don't know what you know. Th- there is a thing. You know. That keeps inhabiting different forms, Takes or uh, things, yeah. you know yeah. that uh, I, they're not great movies, but like sometimes there's really good scenes. Sometimes those Final Destination movies, yeah, yeah, the first like, one's great where they're cheating I like death. The second one, the, yeah, with the yeah. log, with the, the log the, truck. Right? That, yeah, that scene is just amazing. I, I mean, can't drive by those anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like concept those like they don't really hang together as movies, but as an idea, it's great. I think. Where you don't, yeah, you've cheated death, and now you have to. Death is coming after you. You know. I'd also yeah. like to, to collect the bill. Yeah. Watching Final <laughs> Destination as much as I have in the last month before going on an airplane, not a smart move. Oh, oh yeah. Why? Right, Why because they die that? on the plane. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was just like, I don't know what to watch tonight, and I turned it on, and the very next morning, it's like, okay, we're going to O'Hare Airport. <laughs> I was like, oh fuck this shit. But you know, Mallory, you did that to yourself. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a masochist. I thought you knew that. Yeah, yeah. That's why we get along so well. Yeah. yeah. I have that too. Yeah, we do these things to ourselves. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think it's I, a writer thing, maybe. I don't know. Possibly. Yeah, you, you freak yourself out. You think of what is the, you know, worst possible thing for you to do in a moment and, and that, you know, you shouldn't do and it's going to affect you later. And that's that's the ideal thing to do. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. so lit. I like that. Damn it, I said lit again. What? Lit. Why why are yeah. you trying not to say it? I don't know. Someone pointed it out. Was it you? I I didn't yeah, but you took it all the wrong way. <laughs> I, I was just fascinated by I had never heard it before. Because I'm fucking old. So no, I, I was like, what does that mean? Where did that come from? from and then Clash you, noticed you, I said it a lot too. And I was just like, no, but, And you got all self conscious about it. And, and try to come up with a, a, a different uh, slogan. Brad, <laughs> I see that a lot. Tubular. Oh my god, I just, I say rad a lot. That's just something. What are you, you going to become, Bart Simpson? Now, just just start saying cowabunga or something. Oh <laughs> cowabunga, god. dude! Eat my shorts. Exactly. <laughs> now that's what I grew up watching. There we go. Right age range. Yeah. <laughs> Simpsons is one of those two where like. Thank God it's been around as long as it has because, I mean, there's a couple generations that have kind of grown up watching it. Now, you can argue, like, which generation had the better writers, but at least you could say, like, you know, each each generation's kind of grown up watching it since... When did it come out? Was it, like, 90... That was, like, 89. Okay. Yeah, right around the end of the 80s, beginning of the 90s. Because it was on the... was on the Tracy Ullman show? Tracy Ullman, on the yeah. tra- On Tracy Ullman, yep. I remember God. that. I remember when it was on the Tracy Ullman show. That's when Fox really knew what it was doing. It was they the beginning. Can't. It was the beginning of Fox. Did it ever yeah, exactly. really know what it was doing? No, no, it didn't. That's like what was the beautiful. Simpsons actually took shots at Fox. Don't you yeah, know? 
The Simpsons and then Married with Children. I remember that. Like just Married with those. Children was a huge, huge hit. Yeah. That was also a fucking great Chicago. show. Ed O'Neill, yeah. wonderful. Chicago, beautiful city, by the way. Like, I, I, I would agree. That's so oh, yeah. bad. DT just visited. Chicago. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, first time I ever went two weeks ago, and it was amazing. Oh, did you have a good time? Cool. I loved it. I, I really did. I, I loved it. Um, I'd never been. Uh, we stayed... God, I don't remember. It's definitely not in downtown. It's about 20 minutes outside of it. Okay. All I know is my uh, my friends lived across from this bar called Miska's, and it was just like the saddest bar I've ever been in, and I loved it. it. It's a it, it's a liquor store, right? Yeah, it's a liquor store it's in on, a deli. It's on it's on Belmont, Belmont, yep, that's it. and Belmont and like Levitt maybe or so. Yep, that's it. And yep. that's that's they lived yep. right above the cleaners. And uh, it's, it's it, late uh, Mallory's Lakeview, basically. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. So I which I well, love Roscoe, that. Actually, Roscoe Village, Lakeview, kind of, the, you know, oh, that kind of area. Oh, kind of like where I used to live. OK. Like yeah, Belmont, was, west of Damon. Yeah. So probably Roscoe Village, technically. Yeah. Oh, which, yeah. Definitely where I used to live. Gotcha. Yeah. We love that area. Like I was, you know, I was talking to my wife. I was like, if, if I could move here, like I would move here in a heartbeat. Just where because, do, I mean, where do you it's live now? Than where you live currently. I'm in Southern California, so everything's fucking astronomical over here. Like L.A., Southern California? No, 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 no. God, no. I, oh. I personally hate L.A. Um, we are Inland Empire? Inland Empire. Yeah. And not up the Lynch you, film. I was going to say, up until you said that, I thought that was just the name of a David Lynch film. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Inland Empire. That's what we're called. Like, I was it in is. L.A. and you said it, and I was just like, yeah. is he serious? <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's uh, that's 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 what we call it. I mean, it's nothing like the movie, though. What is is Inland Empire like the va- the valley, or is that? It's technically like the San Bernardino Valley, yeah, yeah. or San Bernardino, right? I mean, where like we're, where all the yeah. porn is made, or used to uh, no, be. <laughs> no, that would be the opposite direction. That's oh, it's the uh, other valley, Silic not Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley. There's Apple some valley where North. they shoot all the there's they so many shoot all the porn. I want to say maybe it's uh, San Fernando. Valley. Okay, yeah, yeah. San Might Fernando, be where all the porn is shot. Where I bet Wes Craven probably shot his <laughs> early. Oh, of efforts. course he did. There's, I think there's actually a porn monument to him in San Fernando. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, okay. I lo- I loved Chicago. It was, yeah. I just loved the architecture, the buildings, like I everything here. And Mallory, you know this because you you visited L.A. recently, mm-hmm. like. The how the, the suburbs it smells like piss there. I'm yeah, God, it is. It's fucking nasty. No, don't be sorry. I didn't grow up here. Like it, but it, it's just I'm grateful for the place where I live. I really I do. Realized that Chicago was considered such a clean city until I started visiting other cities. Yep, and then you figure out how fucking nasty LA is. I mean, you go to New York and you go to LA, and you're like, everybody loves these cities, and you go back home to Chicago, and you're like, thank God we have dumpsters and well, you know, and we clean the, the big difference. The big difference between Chicago and New York is we have alleys. Yeah. You know? And whereas New York, you got to put all your garbage right in front of your house. Do they even have dumpsters in New York? Or they is do it just some. trash cans? Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. You know. Who cares about New York anyways? <laughs> I would say no one on this podcast, I think. No. I've never even been to New York. I oh, really? Yeah. It's worth, I mean, if you like music. Check muse- it out. Yeah, great, definitely. Great museums. You know, some good restaurants. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm down to go check it out. I mean, my wife wants me to go because she's she's been, she loves it. Um, you know, but I uh, I really love Chicago. That was just, I mean, I miss the brick. I really do. And yeah. that might sound stupid, but I just I miss brick. We don't have that yeah. shit here. 
you know, with all the earthquakes and everything, it's all fucking stucco. Yeah, no basements either. Yeah, no, nope, can't, can't have basements there. My my no. uh, my baby brother lives in. Uh, he they just bought a house in. Uh, What's it? Redondo Beach. Mm, that's that's a nice area. The beaches are nice areas. You know, I mean, as as fucking terrible I, I, as Orange County is, as just like a, a whole collective yeah. group of people, it's still yeah. beautiful. You know. I think you have to explain the no basement thing. For the audience, like I've listened to a whole podcast about it, but I don't know if everyone else understands why they don't have basements there. I don't know why they don't have basements here. Earthquakes? I think, uh, well, yeah, it's, a, it's something to do with the... And we have them because uh, it's in place of, what is it? They're not storm cellars, but because we have tornadoes here. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm, that, I guess that does make sense, earthquakes. I always just think of how all the buildings in L.A. are on rollers, Essentially, so that way when the earthquakes do hit, you know, there's they're earthquake proof. They don't come a tumbling down. And yeah, I don't know the technical reasons. Hopefully yeah. the rock is around. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. It's great. It's, good, good, good. It's probably something about the, 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 the way the earth is there that it doesn't support, you know, like... You know, if you look at some of the yeah. older... Um, like in Hollywood Hills and everything, they have some like basements. Mm-hmm. So some of them do. I don't know. Like, yeah. Just, like, as a rule, I think it. they don't. Yeah. yeah. As a rule, they don't. They're uh, well, yeah. mur- it has murder house with the, clim- with the climate. Yeah. Yeah. Murder house. Has murder one. house from uh, <laughs> uh, ASH or AHS. What's that? AHS. Yeah. There we go. American Horror Story. It has it, which, you know, of course it does. You know, for some reason that never looked like LA though to me. It does. It does only if like, I don't know if you did this when you were, um, I mean, it doesn't necessarily look like LA, LA, but it does look like some parts of LA and it can kind of look like Monrovia, like the, the movie, um, which is right next to Pasadena, like the movie, um, bird box on Netflix. That was the house from that movie was actually in Monrovia. So it's a suburban area. That movie last podcast, last episode. Nice. Yeah, so there's there's that house in Monrovia, which is like close to Pasadena. So it kind of does look like that area. But if you're in L.A. Um, and you're like going down Sunset, if you're over by, I want to say like the Groundlings or something like that. So closer to like Hollywood, the Hollywood area, and you go just a little bit north off of one of those random side streets in Sunset, that's where you're going to find like more houses. Like I want to say Seth Rogen lives over in like an area and it's like suburban. It looks just like suburbia. If you didn't look, if you didn't turn around, you wouldn't think Sunset Boulevard is behind you. You just think you're in a random fucking neighborhood. I spent most of my time in Hollywood Hills and Silver Lake. Yeah, Silver Lake is cool. I've always liked Silver Lake. That's one of the only areas of, of L.A. that I liked. But, again, it does smell. It's, no shit. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say no shit, but probably like <laughs> there's that There's that, too. I mean, but I also, I, I worked over at, well, I do work, but I used to, my office was over by USC, which is downtown. And that's just fucking, good God, it's gross. As you, someone you, uh, from California. Oh, okay, oh yeah. go on. Yeah, USC is an ugly campus. I went, uh, <laughs> No, when, when my little brother that still lives out there, he was going to visit colleges. Uh, me and my other brother went like on a road trip with him to visit because he was just set on California, hmm. and we went. USC was one of the ones we visited. The US hit, UCLA campus is beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. What I mean, what year did you visit? Because I know they've done like a lot of work too. Oh, fucking a. Uh, let's see. 
uh, crap, I'm so bad with the years. Um, so he was born in 89, so it would be two, yeah, it would be somewhere around 15 years ago, or, you know, yeah, somewhere I know around 15 years ago. They've done a lot of work to the campus over like the past five years, but still, you're right, UCLA has a gorgeous campus. I mean, Cal State's and most universities in um, California, their, their campuses just aren't that great to be honest santa santa cruz is like a like a sleepaway camp or like a weird hippie camp or something mm-hmm. and then uh then we went to then we went up to like you know berkeley uh after that so we yeah. went north we went from la north to san francisco yeah that's, that's close to what i was going to ask to bring us back to the subject what's the subject? oh what are we talking about <laughs> i was trying to get an Opinion from a Californian. Do you think Woodsboro, California, is supposed to take place southern and northern? Looks oh, it's, northern it's, to me. It's northern, one hundred percent. There's no fucking way that that was shot in Southern California. That that's supposed to be based in Southern California. No fucking way. Okay. You you have a better chance of like Fast Times at Richmond High being more Southern California than um, Scream. Because no, they that make was... it seem like a big deal in the third one when they're like, oh, her mother ventured to Hollywood. Like, it made a big deal. Like, where I'm like, oh, did oh, she really have to you're go? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, that one, yeah, that that one was definitely, I mean, the whole intro with Cotton Weary, like, that's very L.A. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, the first one. And even the second one, I don't know where the second one was shot, though. That was one thing I was actually curious about. Like, what campus did they shoot that on? I will say, like, were they even supposed to be in-state at that moment? I don't know, which is kind of weird because all those fucking people followed. Like, Randy just straight up followed Sid to wherever she went. Well, I'm going to look it up right now. Like, what campus? Talk uh, about well, a dude in the friend zone. Yeah. You, <laughs> you guys Didn't they say, like, what would you change for the sequel? And you'd be like, this time the geek gets the girl? Like, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> So fucking yeah, that that guy he needed to die. He he needed to die. Period. Yeah. It was shot in Decatur, Georgia. That's wow. where that's where the, the okay. So the college was Agnes Scott College in Decatur, Georgia. The movie premiere was at the Rialto Theater in Pasadena. Um, yeah, which I'm like From that makes sense because none of that shit looks like L.A. or they Hollywood or whatever. Make- Scream was going to be a big movie. It then did do really well, and they immediately filmed the sequel, and it came out like almost exactly a year later. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Which which was weird to me because like they, I mean, granted, Nev Campbell was already in her twenties, and you could tell she was in her twenties, but they definitely tried to make her look like she was a teenager in the first film, like with the haircut and the bangs and all that shit. Isn't but in that this, like the scary movie joke of a bunch of thirty-year-olds playing? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, but like in the second movie, like they, I felt like they tried to sex her up big time. Like with you know, just like for some reason, it was just like they tried to make her like womanize her. If that's the that's probably not the right terminology either. <laughs> I'm trying womanize to get a vibe her. as to like what what made you feel that way. It was just like she looked like she aged 10 years from one movie to the next. And the, the movies only came out a year after each other. There was just something about her her aesthetic, visual aesthetic, that made her look more innocent. And again, maybe it's just the hair, at least for her. I mean, not that a short haircut makes a, a woman look older at all. But just for, for the, the sake of the movie, I felt like they... Um, 
They gave her the short haircut, darker hair. I think they made her wear like really dark lipstick, like the black kind of leather look she was wearing a little bit. But they did the same thing with Randy. They gave him the little fucking soul patch. Oh, God, you know, yeah. they put the, the streaks in his hair to make him look a little older. So Courtney Cox uh, got bangs. Exactly. So like they switched. I mean, Courtney Cox was the only one that technically didn't age until it came to Scream 4 and she looked very different. But, Wait you know, Scream 5. God, I'm I'm honestly afraid. Uh, that's scary. That's gonna be a scary movie. That's scary. But like they they didn't you know they made it a point is you know not just with Nev Campbell but with with Randy as well to age them. You know what I mean? To you know uh, intentionally make them look a lot older than they were in the first movie. And there wasn't a big gap as or, or there wasn't a big change visually or aesthetically um from Scream 2 to Scream 3 with with uh Nev Campbell. Like she just looks kind of the same to me. You know? So but that if you go back and you watch just side by sides images between Nev Campbell uh and Scream 1 and Scream 2, I felt like they tried to, you know, sexify her up if I'm completely sexify, honest. Sexify, womanize uh, yeah, whatever the whatever the terminology uh, is, I'm I'm yeah. a writer. We're great with words. I, I know say, we're awesome I think with her words. First shot isn't she technically in a bra or like sports bra or something? In the Scream Two, yeah. yes, I think you're right. So, yeah. I'm pretty sure. They definitely tried to give her. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture right now. Yep. Hey, you know, last night I tried to watch Scream Two, but uh, the only place that it wasn't, uh, you know, I didn't have to pay money they for it. They took it down. All the screams. From anywhere because they want their money. No, oh, yeah. no, no, you can watch it on this uh, budget, uh, you know, budget site called Pluto, but it's dubbed into Spanish. Oh, Perfect. That's, that's fun. You don't so really I, tr- I, tr- I, I tried, but yeah, I, I gave up. It's like uh, a, well, I mean, so I, yeah, I don't think I ever saw the second one. Uh, I mean, well, I'll, the intro I like of. The second one, obviously, yeah. Dimitri. So, do you guys both like think the first one's the best one, or, or oh, yeah, yeah, hands down. Oh, okay. oh yeah. it is. Okay, hands down. I thought the fourth one had potential. If I'm honest, um, if I were to Emma rank Roberts? them, Roberts, really? You know, Emma Roberts plays. Um, I think I just I, have a bias against her. What's your bias? I just think she's a shitty actress, and all she's able to do is act like a bitch. And that's what, that's what I think she does really movie. well. I think it's <laughs> that's just because she probably is a bitch. Yeah, that's that's exactly, I, and that's what I think she does well. That's why I don't think she has like this illustrious career either. But I think that's why it had potential. I just don't like the way they really did her character. I like, think she could have been. I saw her as the killer a mile away. I was just mm. like, yeah, bitch, you shady. Yeah, <laughs> nobody's that fucking innocent. Oh, M- Emma Roberts is the killer in the in that one. Oh yeah. Oh, oh big time. Yeah. She's, but um, her niece as well. She's yeah. Nev what's niece what's Emma Roberts famous for? Uh, I don't even. She's know. Julia Roberts' niece. Yeah. yeah. No, but like in in movies, is is oh, you just said that? My bad. I'd say American Horror Story. American oh, Horror Story, and then okay. she had that show on Fox, Scream Queens, I think, for a couple of years. I and only saw, like, two she episodes. she had that with Billy Lord, and I think mm-hmm. altogether that one ended up being a flop. Yeah, Emma Roberts. Taylor Jamie, oh, Jamie Lee Curtis too. was in it. Yeah. Who's that? I think they had Taylor Lautner on it, too. I think you're right. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, did you ever hear what was the original plan for Scream 3, though? Uh... I don't know the original plan, but I do know that a very big reason why they changed it was because of Columbine. 
Yeah. So originally, and this is where I was really bummed out because I was kind of hoping they would do something that, like this for Scream 4. Um, and who knows? Maybe they'll do it for Scream 5. But originally the plan was um, because there's no, there was never any like actual proof that Stu was killed in Scream 3. Like the TV fell on his head. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily kill a person. It could have just knocked him out. Um, but the plan was originally that Stu went to prison. And from prison, Stu was sort of like orchestrating this whole... Uh, he was like a folk hero with a bunch of psychos. So he was orchestrating like this mass killing in a high school with all of these high school killers from prison. And he was going to end up being like the mastermind, the killer. But Columbine happened and the um, sorry, my dog's barking. Um, the, uh, the Columbine happened and they had to do a, an entire rewrite. So they scrapped the whole film, like the whole script was written and everything. Matthew Lillard was supposed to come on and uh, they scrapped the whole thing. And that's probably why it is the weakest scream. They had to like really quickly do a rewrite. Oh, very much so. And they had so, to give her like a surprise half brother, and the mom was like in the industry, and they even have a Carrie Fisher cameo. I think. Oh Jesus! So yeah, what would have to happen for you guys to like a Scream Five? Like, what would what would it need to do to satisfy you guys? Matthew Lillard. <laughs> bring the bring him back. He was my favorite part of the whole oh. film. Did like, he die in one of them or, or? supposedly? Supposedly, oh, okay. Killers. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Do you ever Love do him. it? By the way, DT, where you try and guess which person is supposedly in the costume at which time? Because most of them, it is two killers. Oh yeah, absolutely. Throughout the first film, I'm always wondering like which one is is Billy and which one's Stu. Yeah. Every single time I watch it, and I still don't think I figured it out. <clears throat> Because it's like you try to imagine, like, oh, okay, this person's supposed to be in this place, so he's got to be over here. Like, in the opening scene with Casey Becker, who the fuck is it? It's probably Stu, right? I would, you know what, my... got the motive. Yeah, I think my, uh, my assumption is that Billy's on the phone and Stu's the one that's, that's killing her. Because I, I think... Do you think they double team? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think they did. Reason being is I don't think Stu is smart enough to be on the phone while stalking his prey, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he was definitely like a follower enough and had see, different so, reasons. See, the way you guys are talking about these, all these people, to me it sounds like cosplay or Dungeons & Dragons. It's like I don't talk about anything this way. And <laughs> it sort of like feeds into the reasons why I don't like the, this kind of movie. Like it's, you, you kind of... There's all all these kind of like soap opera like machinations of plot that just like put me to sleep. I don't know. It's just so boring. I think you have to be like a horror movie geek, you know, like yeah. someone who you got to be a Randy, really. It was well, it was made for Randys. Let's just yeah. <laughs> it was made for people who love the horror genre, and, and it was something. And all that yeah. Shit. And they wanted something new, something different, and so you know this this satisfied that. Yeah, yeah. I have a very I have a very weird relationship to like movie obsessives because I watch a lot of movies, and I go to a lot of movie theaters. But the people that like live their whole lives through the movies annoy the shit out of me. Uh, I see them at the theaters all I'm the time. I'm imagining Cable Guy right now, but go on. <laughs> what, what about? Oh yeah, like Jim Carrey and Cable Guy, like that is his life through movies. Yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, no, but there there are people that uh, you could tell 
that their whole emotional lives are, you know, their emotional lives are on the screen and they over-identify with what's going on. They're, uh, they think that their they're being in the theater is part of the experience somehow, like that they're affecting the movie, whereas they're in a dark room sitting by themselves, you know? I would say it, the only time... And they're really the irritating movie. to be in the same room with. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the only time it's fun to, like... <laughs> be like it's an like experiential experience. I don't even know if that's yeah. why you really ex- yeah. say it. Is if you're seeing like a midnight movie. Yeah, like Rocky classic. Rocky Horror Picture Show or something. Yeah, and yeah. everyone's yeah. into it. Or Stabathon. If we're Stabathon. Going yeah, like it's a fun kind of party. Are you really watching? No, nah, I don't know. Right. When <laughs> when I was growing up, and they still do this. I think Music Box still does this. They do the 24 hour horror movie marathon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went and to you, that once. Have you, yeah, I, I went to a few of those back in Boston, and yeah, and that's insane because you got to keep like eating, like you you get stuck up on like these snacks that'll keep you from falling asleep, and it's it's a <laughs> it's a ridiculous experience, you know. See, I prefer seeing the midnight movies. Like I do the Logan Theater yeah. last night. Yeah. I saw Carrie. I got sushi. Nice. Drank a lot huh. of beer. Everyone's just kind of quoting the movie. Yeah. It's like that's that's, right. that's what people yeah. do. I mean, yeah. the most love I've seen at Logan Theater, people quoting a movie was shockingly for planes, trains, and automobiles. I don't oh, like yeah. that movie as much. Mm. But I just saw that for the first did. time last week, actually. Well, you should join that group and just kind of like start <laughs> quoting it if you like it. It wasn't bad. I, you know, it was it was just okay. I, you know, love John Candy. Don't get me wrong, but I, I didn't. I thought it ended really fucking weird. Like it got really dark <laughs> toward the end, and I was is just that like, the one where he's basically homeless and he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a sad movie. Yeah, plays, trains and automobiles. That's a sad movie. I mean, yeah. John Candy often really played actually sad. You know, people that were pretending to be happy but were really depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah. yeah, that that was a bummer of a movie. Actually, now that I think about it, <laughs> in real life, didn't he die in a really sad way? Was it just uh, yeah. a heart attack? Or? Yeah, he died yeah. young. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he died of being, you know, big, basically, like, you know, his size. But yeah. there's, you know, there's this history of fat, fat actors dying tragically young, you know, like Chris Farley and, uh, you know, Jim Belushi yeah. and, uh, well, yeah, going back to Fatty Arbuckle, like to the silent era, but, you know. <laughs> I Speaking of Chris Farley, I watched uh, Tommy Boy again for like... Oh, yeah. Uh, the first time in forever about two weeks mm. ago and I forgot how hysterical that movie is just so fucking good um, and how how good he was at what he does or what he did see that's my uh, quote movie I could do that like, oh, backwards. I love that movie oh, room service you need room for towel <laughs> Oh my god! I just yeah. like saying "Shut up, Richard." <laughs> Shut up, Richard. We used to quote that movie all the time when I was a kid because that was also one that came out when I was a kid. Never saw it in theaters, but like you, you know, blockbuster. Miss blockbuster. It was great. Well, it's a wonderful there thing. There is one left, and I and believe it, yeah. it's in Alaska. Yeah, just gonna and make a road trip. That the documentary was made on, made for Netflix. It's of funny. Uh, it yeah. I'm old enough to, I mean, I remember when video stores came in and killed, killed movie theaters, basically. Really? Uh, mm. Well, yeah. Well, they did. Uh, Are you old enough to remember Betamax? Did you have one of those? Of course, yeah. Uh, we didn't have a Betamax, but uh, I remember when Betamax was, yeah, there was still, a, it was a viable option. But no, but I used to go to movie theaters before 
you know, before video came in and there was a lot of theaters like the one I wound up working at, uh, where most of what they showed was repertory, you know, old movies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, video killed all that. Uh, and, and so, but now it's been long enough that now the video stores are dead and there's these, like the blockbuster documentary is not the only one that kind of is nostalgic about the video store era, but I, I think they oh. sucked and they killed movies. Don't uh, the, you know, like, Robbins about your friend's store. What? Uh, Joe Swanson's store. Uh, Swanson's. Joe, Joe Swanson. Swanberg is not Swanberg. my friend. He's not my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to na- name drop Joe. Well, you know, Joe Swanberg is Joe Swanberg. He's made 750 movies. You can look him up. But <laughs> oh, <wow>. he has. <laughs> yeah. He's made so many movies. And he made that that Netflix show easy amongst other things, but hmm. he, he has opened a VHS only video store where you have to pay in cash and there's no website and no, no web presence of any kind. Uh, that's interesting as a means to like, it's basically like a clubhouse for him and his pals to talk about old movies. Uh, huh. I was up in Madison, Wisconsin around my birthday and I don't think I got a chance to tell you, but I found one. Like that, that was just VHS. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, my point was that it's funny to me, like, what Joe's doing and what, in these documentaries, they're being nostalgic about something that I think was a bad thing to begin with. Like, it killed the movie-going experiences, and now it's practically dead completely, but uh, it, it was the beginning of the end for movie theaters, you know? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, isn't that, like, kind of... There's always something killing something else. Sure. You know what I mean? Well, there's an era. Yeah, there's an era that that's so people assume like whatever they grew up with will go on forever, but it never does. Right. Usually Uh, 20 years later, some group of hipsters try and bring an iteration of it back. No, but I I think, yeah, eventually I think movie theaters will go the same way of like vinyl records. Like there's going to be a small crowd of people like, like me, you know, that'll always buy records. And oh, we'll always records, go to movie, yeah. always go to movie theaters, but it's never going to be like the in the center of the culture the way it was. And yeah. I don't like I I don't know why the like the Marvel universe bothers with movie theaters at all. Uh, those aren't movies. They're, they're not really going to do it in movie theaters as much, anyways. Now that they don't need Disney to. Plus. They don't. Oh no! Disagree. Actually, completely disagree. They're going to go to movie theaters because they do make more money that way. People, really? especially yeah. that whole like comic book hero culture, dude. No, people are up. It's the last like midnight movie showing or, or you know midnight uh, release no, where I people mean, are going to line up. COVID, COVID has pretty much killed off that. Yeah, that's uh, what I was thinking. That yeah. w- that revenue stream now they can they they can charge people twenty bucks to view it at home. Mm-hmm. So what? Uh, like, why bother paying the rentals on these? The, these big auditoriums for, for movies that don't need to be on a giant screen because they're not movies. They're just video games. I mean, I mean same with like, you know. I just saw Dune the other day. I just watched it on HBO max. Yeah. Like mm. it just was easier. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't think that many people saw it in theaters either. No, no. Uh, look, I no, go to movies. I go to movies all the, I go to them all the time. And, uh, almost every movie I see, there's like five people in the theater. Like nobody's going. Ooh, mm. A lot yeah. of people were at Carrie last night, and a shit ton of people were at Halloween Kills. And man, well, you would good. never see um, so many disappointed people at the end yeah. of that movie. But yeah. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't crazy about the way it ended. 
<laughs> I, you know, it's it's funny because there was that whole when you going back to the whole Marvel thing. Like there was this whole that whole debacle over like uh, Scarlett Johansson suing Disney because they screwed her out of money. Like they released, they did the thing you're talking about. They they co-released yeah. it. It was on yeah. Disney Plus. And yeah, but her on. deal was to make money and th- like she wasn't going to get as much. She was doing right. the back end, yeah. right? Yeah. But when they right. did when they did the numbers. The other Marvel movie, the Shang Chi or whatever Shang Chi, yeah. whatever it's called, yeah. that movie made a shit ton more money in theaters yeah. than it did with uh, Black Widow with the, the subscriptions and the um, the the uh, movie theater combined. Which is why all their subsequent releases are only in theaters. They're still making, they're still raking in money from yeah, that. So that's, that's what I'm saying. I think that might be the last straw with you know, your big movie going crowd is because people are still going to pay fucking money for that. See, uh, I think that'll be yeah. the thing that saves like, okay, I don't know what you call them, like big theater chains, like cineplexes, multiplexes. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be saved. I they should, they should die. Indie ones. <laughs> I think we're going to have indie theaters like Logan theater yeah. and music box. And I think that's what I'm saying. Pop-ups of that. Gotcha. Like, yeah. Like the indie theaters will survive because they're going to offer something that you can't see online and a feeling of community. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. And it's, yeah. If, if you're a, like a, a true movie lover, seeing a, a, a movie projected analog is just better than digital. It just is. Hmm. Like, yeah. There's nothing to replace it. Like a 35 millimeter print. That you is know? like the one few things. Like one of the few things I like about Portland is that they have a lot of independent movie theaters there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember seeing Hereditary at a little um, local movie theater, and it was amazing, just because of that. Like having it up on the screen, like you said, analog versus digital. And yeah, they're like a, a true movie has. Yeah, you got to see it on the biggest screen possible because it's got to mm-hmm. kind of envelope. You can't just like press pause and go, you know, make a sandwich. You don't <laughs> get to do that. You know, that's it. it right. Totally goes against the whole experience of of being in a theater. And like, no, you can't check your phone. You can't text your friends. You're Unless just you're there that to do that. <laughs> what? Yeah, Unless you're true. that douchebag. There's yeah. always one asshole in the theater. Oh, of mm-hmm. course. We've Even been doing the. Five. I was uh, the last movie I saw in a the theater was a couple of days ago. I went to see the Last Duel, the Ridley Scott movie. Oh, which was great. Which theater was that? Uh, Roosevelt Icon. I was the only one okay. in the theater. <laughs> I was. Hey, that's lit- how it worked out when I saw Candyman. I was literally nice. the only person there. Yeah, uh, which is really sad. <laughs> but we've been doing the drive-in theater. Mm-hmm. Which has always been fun. Just, I mean, it's a lot cheaper, and me and my wife like it. Just when oh, you guys have an old car. old school drive-in by your house. Uh-huh. That's cool. Yeah, so we have that. That's where we went and saw Candyman, which mm-hmm. was great. You know, I love. But oh, yeah, I love the new Candyman. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. We had two drive-in movie theaters mm. in the Chicagoland area. We have one now, Midway, I think. But mm. the other one was really much cooler, and it's by where I grew up, Cascade. I've been to Cas- Cascade. Is great west of they west of the city. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was uh, so great, off though. North Avenue. Yeah, it's the great. The amount of times I hid in a trunk to go see that movie, uh. like movie theaters, and, <laughs> and we all just kind of like tried to figure out like, is it the beer that's going to get us in trouble? Mm-hmm. Sneaking under the trunk, whatever, the weed, whatever. Yeah, I'd, I'd, all of the above. Several, the several, a couple of memorable date nights at the Cascade. With a couple of different ladies, yeah. I, I've had, yeah, several too. 
<laughs> that, yeah, it's a very cool old, oh, it was a very cool old theater. Yeah. Yeah, I like Cascade. Yeah. I hear, like, once COVID hit hard, everyone's like, it's going to open back up, and then it never did. Well, they have, they have a couple in Chicago now that are just pop-ups. Like, there's one really yeah. close to me. There's one in Pilsen called Chi-Town Football because uh, it's a soccer stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they do, in the, in the parking lot, they do a, a theater. But I don't have a car, so I haven't gone. I know yeah. Music Box has one, like, in the back area, but obviously they're not going to be able to do that right now. Hmm. They have a couple. They have one uh, kind of near the hideout uh, that I think they're involved with. Mm-hmm. That's in the, this area called, that's being redeveloped called by Sterling Bay in Goose Island. Uh, but yeah, they do. There's a bunch of parking lots that they use now you know, to do that with. You know, I dig that. That's well, cool. I feel like when it comes to all, as we just really got really into like the different like. <laughs> Movies and like how like the movie theaters have gone up and down and which ways you yeah. can make movies. Obviously, Dimitri, you haven't watched all the screen movies, but that's yeah. actually how they take each and every movie. Is <clears throat> sorry, my voice is getting dry. They keep changing based on what the popular. Sure. Like you know they did like Facebook killer theory mm-hmm. and everything. The last one I was just watching, it was like. A blogging killer and everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like where the guy is actually blogging his whole high school experience. So Perfect. I was curious, what do you think the next step is? TikTok like five. TikTok killer. TikTok. Like he's just Snap- quick, Snapchat like killer. <laughs> no, nah, Snapchat's not that cool anymore, no? is it? Oh, Snapchat over. I don't think okay. so. I don't know, you have kids, DT. Are they popular? How old are your no, kids? No, it's TikTok. Well, yeah, it's I mean, they're still young enough. Like, my daughter's nine, so she's the only one who's really going to have any kind of insight into what the social norms are with uh, social media. But I also, like, she's nine. <laughs> she's not allowed on a lot of stuff right now. Just TikTok snuff films? TikTok. I think TikTok snuff films are, like, the next the next <laughs> <laughs> big thing. <laughs> Great. So it's like going to... beats to it, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. you can get, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Al-Qaeda should be on TikTok. They can make their ransom video. Jesus. And then they just make it a sound so somebody can, like, dub over it later on? Sure, yeah. <laughs> Jesus God, Christ. It's, so <laughs> it's horrible, right? You hear somebody being massacred in the background and somebody's imitating yeah. it for yeah. jokes. Yeah, huh. you, you have a beheading and, a, and some kid doing a goofy dance, you know, on the side. <laughs> and you know what's fun is Gen Z is not above it. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. They'll do it. Yeah, they will. 100%. One one one, one of the joys of is it going to be for them or is it going to be for us? I hope it's for us. I don't give a shit about Gen Z. Sorry, I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. But see, Thank yeah, you. yeah, you're. Uh, I think it was the last episode where we were talking about uh, like going to the nostalgia shows, like going to. You're Mallory. You were telling me about seeing Joan Jett and having some fifty year old oh, woman yeah. chastise you for like n- that. It's not for you. That it's for them. But like same with Bikini Kill. And, Right, and you're do you guys are doing that with your new your scream nostalgia. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I like, don't mind if you want to keep it, it from the kids. <laughs> I want it to remain pure, though. I don't want it pure. to transform. Like, 
transform its identity. How can a thing much. be pure that's just like a a, a ripoff of a ripoff of a yeah. ripoff? What's pure Scream about it? Scream isn't the best example. Yeah. <laughs> no, really my issue is, my issue isn't that I don't want them to enjoy it and that it's not for them. It's just that I no matter I know no matter what happens they're going to take it and turn it into their own thing because I I feel like Gen Z and boomers are the exact same people just the yes. opposite side of the coin. Wow. They're fucking entitled. We're yeah, I'm throwing it out like there. The middle like us and like throwing shade at at at, at the Zoomers and the Boomers together. <laughs> I could give two shits. Like <laughs> the, the Boomers. The shots fired were initially towards Millennials, and then we're like, "Hey, we're the Bridge Generation," and then they went straight to Gen Z, and Gen Z were like, "Fuck, we hate everybody." Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just no. Nah, are your kids Gen Z or are they that new generation Alpha? I think they're Alpha. I think my daughter might be like the last part of Gen Z. <laughs> Um, but I mean, that's like, like, that'd be a great movie. The last gen, the last gen Z. (laughs) I mean, but that's like me. Like I'm technically, what is it? A geriatric millennial. Like I, I'm on the cusp of being the last part of gen X. That's what's fuck. That's what the, no, that's what the new term is. It's a geriatric millennials. That's, that's that's what the fucking thing is. I would, I would call or elder millennials. Yeah. Elder millennials. Would anybody actually self identify as a geriatric anything? I mean, I guess you, maybe that's the gen X to me that I just don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Call it whatever you want. I don't give a shit. As a millennial. Yeah. Talk about the forgotten generation. I don't care. The generation. Nobody cares about or talks about. That's my generation. Gen X. Nobody gives a shit about. No. Yeah, it's because you didn't give a shit about anything else, too, Jennings. <laughs> you know what? No, you know what it actually is? Is there's just not that many of us. It's just it's a very small generation. It is. Yeah, we're yeah. what happened because the baby boomers reproduced, mm-hmm. and obviously we're huge generation. Yeah, but I I think Gen X, like you know, I I admire Gen X because they did shit on their own. Like they didn't, you know, they weren't entitled. They weren't. Um, I think the know. idea. Well, we had to because nobody fucking right. gave us anything and nobody cared. You know, like well, what had, we were doing <laughs> for sure. And I had this conversation with my wife yesterday, and yeah. I feel like you know, going back to entitlement. I think boomers yeah. and zoomers are both just really fucking entitled. Boomers are the fucking worst. Oh, they, I like yeah. that we're not taking shots at millennials. Okay, thank you. No, I well, here's here's I have my no problem thing is, with millennials. I don't either. I don't think Obviously. there's anything wrong with them. I, I like think Jen, all like we're talking to one. Let's let let her. <laughs> yeah. It's being on her best behavior. No, but I mean, like, I think Gen X, Gen X, because they had no choice, they went out and they did everything on their own. They were, for lack of a better fucking term, and I hate this terminology, but like self-starters. They did their own shit. Like, they made their own lives. They forged their own path. Yeah, we're, and, we're, we're DIY. Yeah. Right. And because of what was actually available to you at the time, you were able to make a little bit more headway than millennials who came around, saw your example, tried to do the same shit but because boomers fucked us over. You know, we didn't, we're not able to reap the, or, or a lot of millennials aren't really? able to reap the benefits. I think yeah. millennials seem to me a lot more, at least on the surface, successful than a lot of people my age. That's on the surface, though, but that's also social media. I, I think, think social no, media. No, social no but media like, I, econo- I mean, economically, harder. economically, I think millennials are more successful than Xers. I'd say now. I'd, but yeah, maybe now, now but that's, you know, well, we'll I'll see tell what you, happens like, in 10 years. On the example of my baby brother, who is 32, he, he makes three times as much as I do. Yeah, you know but that's I mean? like more a choice, I True. feel. Choice? I mean, that's, that's what, how are you going to gauge what success yeah. really is? What it's, I'll say is like Gen X doesn't have probably the amount say. of like student loan debt. What does your brother that, do? 
He's a consultant. See, yeah. you're a writer. <laughs> and a painter. <laughs> That's like, well, my brother's more successful. Money. He's a fucking doctor. You know what no. I mean? Like, it's, no, it's not the same thing. I, no, but I'm trying yeah, to make had, it like, more of like a general... Lawyers, so... More of like a global statement. Uh, it seems but, to me like that younger people... We were all forced to go to college, yeah. and yeah. then we had to take on a lot of extra jobs and work harder, I think. But now we're at a point. You also have the advantage uh, of uh, being pretty much native to the Internet, whereas we aren't. I wouldn't call and, us... And that, that's, a big, that's a big... It's a big barrier. Uh, it depends on where you fall in yeah. the millennial age group. Yeah. That's why I say bridge generation, because I want to yeah. say like I was like eight when I first got like the Internet. Right. Yeah. And I was I mean, 30. <laughs> so, you know. Like, <laughs> I can't set in your like ways. School, like, years when they're like, okay, do you all have a computer at home so we could do this assignment? Like, that was something normal that they'd when, ask. When I was going to, uh, to college, uh, I typed up my papers. And that wasn't like, I wasn't being weird. Everybody did. Yeah. On an electric typewriter, we, nobody had computers at home. Uh, not, mm-hmm. not in college, you know? Right. We actually took typing class. And then yeah. suddenly we had computers. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I remember. Uh, Dimitri, do you, if you don't mind me asking, like, how old are you, man? 51. Okay, yeah, yeah. so you're, you're, you're 13 years older than I am. So, like, right. not that far ahead. But I do remember, like, like, like Mallory saying, like, we had typing class in school. And we had, yeah. like, those old-ass IBM or Apple computers, mm-hmm. you know, sure. where, like, that's all you could fucking do or play Oregon Trail. Um, no, all we could do is we could play, uh, uh, in my, in my school we had, uh, you could play, it was DOS and you could, uh, make a lemonade, the lemonade game. Do you know that you yeah. have a, yeah. you run a lemonade stand? It's an economics lesson basically. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, isn't That's all you could that do on a computer when I was in school. Tycoon was the big one for our generation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like it was, it was such a huge paradigm shift that, you know, like people that did computers when I was growing up, they were nerds. And, mm-hmm. and being a nerd was not cool, and it was not seen as something, uh, as a path to being successful. It and it all flipped me. with, uh, you know, Steve Jobs yeah. and the rest of them. You, know? you came from the era <laughs> where it was the black screen and the green text. Exactly. Oh, yes. shit. That's true. Absolutely. You're yep. from the fucking Matrix. Yep. <laughs> I am. I am from, That's I'm the great. same age as those, as the Wachowskis, you know. Holy shit. Yeah. They're probably about my age, the Wachowskis. Yeah. That sounds... Were they Wachowskis or Wachowskis? Wachowski, Wachowski. Wachowskis. Wachowski. We're from Chicago. We know yeah. our Polish They're from names. Beverly. They're from, <laughs> they're from the South Side. Yeah. Yeah. Theoretically, the movies were supposed to take place in Chicago, but it doesn't look a goddamn thing like it, so... No, nah, yeah. from what I saw, no. Looks more like a New Yorker, something like that. Sometimes it just looks like... I don't, some of it looks Philly, but yeah. Man, the, the, the trailer for the new one just looks awful. It looks so bad. I'm very yeah, I'm not confused impressed. about the actual how technologically it's supposed to work because I thought the only way you could exit the Matrix was through a landline phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that was, you know, that was one of those movies, and I'll argue that Scream might have, should have been the same way. Stop after the first one. Yeah, fuck the sequels. Just stop. After oh the yeah, first one. Matrix. We've talked about this on the show before. Matrix Two is just horror. It's all. Whoa, it's all exposition. It's all explanation. It's yeah. like it's like they they drank their own Kool Aid and thought they were making their own like religion or something. Like you're yeah. just making a cool action movie with with some neat effects. And 
don't don't read any more into that. You know, like right, yeah, Matrix exactly. was a cool movie, but like it's not. Unless I don't know. Unless you go on Reddit, and I'm not saying the red pill people that's entirely unrelated those people like the matrix fans they have like hardcore analysis over like what the whole thing is and like what the one means and everything and it's like Whoa, this is uh guys got into Jesus. it this relates also to the thing i was t- talking about the movie nerds mm-hmm. there's these people that dissect and like close read these things these cultural artifacts that take all the magic and ruin ruin all that makes them great you know yeah just yeah, uh, there was that Shining documentary about these nerds that read meanings into every c- scene of The Shining. Was it Room 237 or something like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Like, that, it ruins everything that's great about art. It's, these are the people that grew up pulling you know, the legs off flies, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> In a way, that is another reason why you would hate Scream, is because it's so analytical exactly. of... Horror movies, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, yeah, that's now it's starting to come when, together. When yeah. DT asked me at the beginning what did what my problem was, this is the problem. <laughs> DT asked. Well, it is uh, one of those. No, you asked that me at the sense. beginning what my problem about Scream was. Is that I can never like suspend my disbelief and be in the world of the movie because there isn't one. It keeps undermining it, you know? I feel like we just went through a very long therapy session, and I understand your point now. Do you feel better? I, I feel like did, I did we have a breakthrough? Did, did we have a breakthrough? I wasn't sure if you were being stubborn or if there was, like, a real reason why you didn't like it. Now no, it no. Like, oh, I think I understand it now. I, That's I, a, I can understand why you didn't I, like it. I think it's, it's sort of, this is a, it's, it's been a, like a lifelong, well, since I moved to America, there's a cultural uh, like misunderstanding about the way I talk about things. It sort of, it sounds extreme to Americans or like real like black and white. But I, I don't have an agenda, and I really do want to like anything that I take in. And when I, you know, when I say something like this, like I'm gen, like I don't have any axe to grind, you know. Oh no, I just wasn't sure <laughs> if like there was some like weird, I don't like know, what? like you hated the actors or something like that. Nah. Or you thought like Stein I think there's a lot of good actors. There's actually a lot of good actors in the Scream movies. I, I like uh, David. Really I like David Arquette a lot. I like Nev Campbell. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, some of them. Yeah, like some of them. Yeah, are kind of schlocky. Yeah. So you yeah, just I, don't like the meta concept. Not too much. I don't. In, it, it rarely works for me. I, I'd have to think about it. There are some things like in that vein that I've enjoyed, but not usually. And I mean, uh, obviously, it's become a parody unto itself with each movie. Like, I was, as yeah. I said, I was just watching Scream 4, and Gail was, oh, like, God. going to Stabathon, and she's like, they're going to do the party here, and that's where the end is going to be. Like, Jesus, how much more meta can it get? And David oh, yeah. is just, like, meta. And she's like, I don't know. I heard one of the kids say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing that just, it, it's like the, the, yeah, the whatever, the... The catch-all. The snake mm-hmm. eating its own tail. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I guess I, I don't it I don't find pleasure from from a thing that's continuously like uh winking, you know? And I like the idea, I think Nev Campbell, because I have a very soft spot spot for her in my heart for I think she's like one of my favorite final girls mm-hmm. when it comes to that. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis is cool, but Nev Campbell, she's a bit of a badass. And I like that it seems like she's learned with yeah. each killer. 
um, why yeah. there's a fascination with her. I mean, I don't know. It's just like her and the Skywalkers and. I guess this Star is the, the, the my other up. problem with with the the scream movie is that so, like hearing you talk about her that way. So some part of you identifies, you can see yourself as that. Whereas there's no, there's not a single character in any in that movie that I have feel any kind of kinship with, like zero. You know, like I was say, I think like when I also listened to the episode on horror queers and everything, I was just like I could hear them identifying with it, and I think maybe that is what it is. Like sure, no, of course, yeah, yeah, and of course it is. So you by the time me. I, I saw it, films, so yeah. no, but by, by when I asked you, when the two of you saw this movie, you were teenagers and I was, you know, in my mid twenties. Mm. So I these were a just, teenager yet. so they were, anno- <laughs> they were like annoying. They were annoying young people to me already when I mm. saw it. So it was too late. It was just the wrong time. Yeah. If I had seen it when I was 12 or 13, I probably would have thought of it differently. Like for when sure. you say yeah. that, like they're like older 20 signs playing teenagers i can tell you as like a seven-year-old i didn't see a fucking difference of course not i was just like yeah not as a kid they're just all older cool older people right yeah yeah i was just like hey there's a chick from friends it's so much (laughs) so much of what we take in it's situational and to do with our where we are in our own lives you know and i think i I told you before my brother got like the ghost face mask and like to scare the shit out of me Mm, yeah, I right. I remember having that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I guess maybe Scream is a nostalgia thing, and I think sure. If you're into like just geeking out, it's a geek movie about horror films. If you're a Randy, you like this movie. <laughs> if you're a Randy, that's perfect. It's the best way to explain it. Yeah. So yeah, I guess we've we've uh, figured yeah, out that figured I'm out. I'm I'm not a Randy. You're not a Randy. Oh well. That's okay. I guess I'll have Life to be aspi- aspire to be somebody else. I don't know. Aspire to be yourself. I'm, I'm going to talk like my Thanks. therapist right now. Wow. <laughs> this, is, this has turned into a real after-school special. Good vibes. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Great job, guys. <laughs> Good job, team. <laughs> I think we solved Dimitri's inner demons. Did we? <laughs> Uh, embrace we, them more. Yes, inter- embrace yourself. No, no, that, that that would take much longer. But like uh, on Scream, you know, you you successfully made me record a, you know, talk for an hour and a half about a movie <laughs> I don't care about. Honestly, you, though, if we were to actually collect the minutes on how long we spoke about Scream, I, I'd 15. say maybe fifteen, twenty. Okay, fifteen minutes. Oh, so ev- everybody wins. Everybody wins. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, gr- I'm glad I was a part of this. This yeah. is good. This felt good. This felt we right. All, we all get to be the final girl in this. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to be a final girl. I'm really glad I finally made it. Who oh doesn't? Every, everybody wants to. Call that? Yeah, everybody wants to be a final girl. <laughs> everybody wants to be a final girl. I love Someone it. should make a song. That'd be great. <laughs> final girl. <laughs> well, thank thank you very much for yeah. humoring me and not, not ganging up to... Uh, on me, really. Yeah, we didn't. Do this is fun. Thing. I thought <laughs> this was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. I, I oh, anytime. Come, come back. Come back. Uh, yeah, if you have some other I ideas. You're gonna be like, come back, Jack. Come back. <laughs> come back, Jack. <laughs> Don't let go. Oh man. Sweet. So yeah, I guess this this will run on Halloween, right? Yes. That's, this that's will the run plan. On Halloween. And Perfect. People who don't have lives will listen to it. There we go. That's our kind of people. Are you shitting on our our mass, our 
huge our audience thousands of fans between two to two million yes so, it's a good number it is. it's good numbers <laughs> i won't give away the actual listenership <laughs> no it's a closely that's only the algorithm knows that you yes know? Exactly. Maybe, maybe next time, uh, if you guys ever have me back, I'll watch the uh, Henry Portrait of a Killer, and we can talk about that one. Well, we're, uh, we're it'll, it'll have to be a follow Tuesday. up because we're well, yeah, we're son of a bitch. Never yeah. mind, forget it, guys. We'll talk John Hughes movies. Yeah, we can yeah. Dissect the horror. Of yeah, those if you films. you want true horror? Yeah. I think I could say every single movie terrifies me, but yeah. <laughs> Home Alone is by far one of the scariest movies, especially as a kid watching that. What That's a little a asshole issue. that that kid was! Oh my <laughs> god! god. What a little got, shit! He was just on American Horror Story. Yeah. he was oh, great yeah. too. I loved him. He, he did was a fantastic. Good job. Yeah, the, he was great. the other brothers turned out to be more more uh, talented. Uh, the other the one, brother is in Scream uh, Four. Yes, is he, he is. The Rory or like there's Rory. a couple of them. Yeah. Yep. There's one of them that's on that Succession show. That's is that Rory, Rory, isn't it? Yeah, or is it Rory. Kieran? Or is it Kieran? Uh, I don't know. The, yeah, there's so oh, many of them. There's, there really are. I thought there were only two. There, there's no, like there's 17. a bunch. That's that. Their family story is just horrifying. If you ever read oh, up yeah. on them, oh you my ever God. notice though that weird, Rory weird and cult Kieran, family. they look a lot alike, but Macaulay doesn't look that much like them. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, he, he's the outlier in the family. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see which ones. Yeah, I'll have to look it up. I like they, how they yeah. all. We'll top this. Show There's another yeah horror franchise. So yeah, somebody will start a horror. Yeah, yeah, American Horror Story, The Culkins. <laughs> I just like to add that Macaulay Culkin said the only way he would go on American Horror Story is if his character could fuck Kathy Bates, and that's a horror story for me, and it that's, didn't happen. Oh. I, I'm just spoiling yeah. are, are, are the you, season. Are so you old, are you old shaming now or like age shaming now? No, no, I'm Macaulay Culkin shaming. I, I'm fine with Kathy Bates. But he's sort of like he—he's yeah. got this persona. He's sort of got this dirtbag thing that he does in in yeah. public, like that's his. He thing, does it right? in the show too. He yeah. plays yeah. a meth addict, I believe. Yeah, he's kind of a like. Or he plays, I, I, I don't know if he's actually a dirtbag, but he likes to present himself that way in public. Yeah, sometimes um, child stars they like to lean into the stereotype. Yeah. I don't know if they yeah. ever really are that way or aren't. It's a great question. You're the one in California. Well, when, when 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 we have <laughs> when we have Macaulay on as a guest on our show, we'll ask, we'll have to ask him that. Let's yeah. just admit it; he's probably not above it. No, no, he would 100 percent be on this show. I that bet that absolutely. guy is like rolling in money from residuals from Home Alone, if nothing else. Like yes, the money yeah, his definitely. parents didn't steal. I mean, that movie's on somewhere right now. You know, Home Alone mm-hmm. is on somewhere. It's on always. Disney Plus, man. Yeah, it's streaming right now. Right. I uh, I so saw he's, he's on his way to the bank right now, cashing another check. Yeah, <laughs> as yeah, as we're making fun of him, but he's he's the one that's laughing, you know. Oh, for sure. I actually yeah. heard that he uh, he turned down the lead role in Big Bang Theory because he thought he thought it was a, a stupid show and he didn't mm-hmm. want to waste his time. Well, at least he has good. at least he has taste. I was gonna yeah. say, <laughs> what role is the lead role? I have no. I think it's Johnny Galecki, the oh. Christmas Vacation kid. Everyone That's how I know. With the Sheldon guy. Yeah, the whole show is fucking I've terrible. I've never watched it. It's god awful. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's not talk shit about something n- none of us obviously know anything yeah. about. <laughs> it feels like it's mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's not co- like 
That's the reason I keep resisting doing the the sequels and franchises. Like if you don't spectacular know because mm. I don't I don't watch almost any of them. So, you know, at least with this with the scream one, like at least saw one of them. So I kind of and I know what what they're about. You know uh, the concept, yeah. and that's yeah, really I, what we got yeah. at. Cool. Awesome. So I think we've done it. Okay, now it's time for our second goodbye. <laughs> See ya. Okay. Nice nice meeting you. Uh, nice meeting you too, man. Take care. All right, you guys. Bye. 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 Guys.